Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. Uh, hearing that the federal government's going to make a decision this week, a final decision on Northern Gateway, which I, I think its fate is, is more or less sealed, and also the Line 3 project, I think what everyone's watching for and waiting for is the decision on Trans Mountain, because that one actually might be a yes, and that's a big one. But it's pretty obvious that there's opposition to pipelines, and in fact, there was just a big uh, march in Vancouver a few days ago against Trans Mountain. We've had the mayor of Vancouver speak out against uh, that pipeline. The mayor of Montreal, obviously, uh, strongly opposed to Energy East. And certainly there are a lot of environmental groups who are at the forefront of pipeline opposition. The protests we saw in Washington, D.C. against Keystone. A lot of that has to do with climate change and the environment. But uh, an interesting new report out today from the Canada West Foundation finds that the, the opposition against pipelines is a little more nuanced and complicated than, than maybe we, we realize. And that's important to, to understand it. Uh, the paper is called A Matter of Trust, the Role of Communities in Energy Decision Making. Uh, joining us on the line, pleased to welcome to the program, uh, Shafak Sajid, policy analyst at the Canada West Foundation and co-author of this report. Shafak, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, you're, you're, there's a few case studies uh, that these research papers focus on. So talk a bit about why it's important to, to take a closer look at what's happening in, in local communities. Well, when we, when we started this project, we really wanted to bring the local community perspective and inject that into the national debate because we thought it was missing. And we chose six community case studies of energy projects ranging from a pipeline and an electricity line to a wind farm, a hydro project, fracking in New Brunswick, just to get a broad, um, broad range of energy projects. And then we talked to Local residents went into the community, spoke to people to really understand what is driving that local opposition. All right. And so you you find that it's a mistake to assume that this all has to do with the climate change issue. Yeah, we were actually surprised by that. Um, We found that there are real legitimate local concerns in the community that are top of mind. So these included local environmental concerns, concerns about safety, about water quality, um, and in that context, climate change did not feature as a big driver of the opposition in the communities. Um, don't get me wrong, climate change is important, and every government in Canada is actively taking that challenge on. But I think we need to take a step back and kind of parse that from the specific uh, local issues that people had. Okay, what are those issues then? So, for example, in uh, we went to Kitimat, and because Northern Gateway is top of mind these days, um, some of their main concerns was contamination of their water supply, um, more localized environmental concerns around spill risks and stuff. So it was really specific, and climate change didn't really feature in our conversations. So in terms of, of you know, resolving some of these disputes, convincing mm-hmm 
people in these communities that, that we need these pipelines. Uh, what does this tell us about how we, we go about that, that engagement? I think um, Canada needs to change the way energy decision-making um, has been taking place so far. We need a process that is respectful and meaningfully engages these local communities and understand those local concerns and uh, address them. I, in our research, I had a lot of people being like, we're not against pipelines, but we still have legitimate concerns that need to be addressed. Right. And so it's important to understand that. I mean, maybe in some cases they're unreasonable decisions, maybe, or requests rather. Maybe in some cases the, these are issues that can be resolved, but it's it's important to know them at the outset, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's important to hear the concerns of the community, right? So I think early engagement um, and genuine engagement uh, is really, really important um, to take those local concerns seriously and hear them. Right. Now, you know, in some cases, they might be specific. You know, we're concerned about the pipeline, its proximity to this body of water, et cetera. But this mm-hmm. also finds that there are some, some concepts that are a little harder to pin down or a little harder to address when you talk about traditional lifestyles, for example, or the perception that we're being treated fairly. That, that becomes mm-hmm. harder to quantify. Um, that is totally true. We um, found in our report, we uh, differentiate between values and interests. And in our case study research, we found that values uh, often hold more importance um, in people's minds than interests. So, for example, like you said, traditional lifestyle or um preserving the pristine beauty of northwestern BC are really deeply held values and more often than not if you go in talking about the economic benefits and the jobs it will create it doesn't help people change their perspective because of those strongly held values mm-hmm. uh, and the perception that a community is being listened to uh, maybe there, there, there seems to be a feeling that you found in, in a lot of these case studies where people just felt that they didn't have a voice or that, that there are broader concerns that, that would carry the day and whatever they think isn't really a factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, I'm not saying that the proponents completely ignored the engagement part. There were town hall meetings held, newsletters were sent out, so stuff was done. Um, but I think engaging early on... Um, Basically, you can't show up at a community's doorstep when you've decided what you want to do. So it has to be early on where you take their input and there's the possibility of maybe changing the course of the project in some way. Um, one of the case studies was a hydro project in northern Manitoba, and it just it, it did just that. It significantly redesigned the project, uh, responding to community concerns, and yeah. then was built. Yeah, really interesting. Well, people can read more at cwf.ca. Um, really appreciate making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Thank you so much. All right, take care. That's Shafak Sajid, uh, co-author uh, of this report, policy analyst at the Canada West Foundation, cwf.ca. Quick break here. We're going to come back. Some more time for your calls. A few other stories to get to as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.